Hello and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. My name is Sean Davis Newton, here with the Cups and Cakes Network. This week we have none other than Bad Buddy on the program, one of my all-time favorite bands from Edmonton or from anywhere really. Uh, I first saw them play a Halloween show at the Aviary last year in 2019. My band Trace Italian was opening things up and we came out after playing our set to see Bad Buddy play. They were actually all dressed as birds for that show. And it was incredible. It was one of the best live shows I've, I've ever seen. It was really, really, really great. Um, so naturally, I was really amped up to talk with them about their new record. I uh, got the whole band, Emily Bachinski, the lead singer and songwriter, Alex Vissia, uh, bass player Andy Vissia, the guitar player, and Jeffrey O'Brien, their drummer. Uh, I talked with them uh, out in the hot summer sun in their front yard enjoying a beer about their new self-titled record that came out in July this year, about playing music in the prairies, and uh, about being political in music without having to give up on sick riffs and uh, some 10 out of 10 bops. A warning, as per usual, there is uh, actually a lot of foul language in this one, so uh, listener beware. And you can, of course, find other episodes of this podcast, as well as other audio, video, and written content over at the Cups and Cakes website at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Here's Bad Buddy. I'm Emily. I'm Andy. I'm Alex. No, No, I'm Jeffrey. (laughs) I'm Alex. Cool. Cool. Uh, so we're going to just kind of get right to it uh, with kind of the rapid fire question stuff here. Get everybody nice and comfy. Uh, right off the bat, cake or pie? Pie. 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 Savory pie, though. Sorry. <laughs> Meat pie. Savory pie. <laughs> yeah, like a chicken pot pie or like a oh. tortilla or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Meat I would, like, pie. So you want to come to savory, I prefer savory cakes. Ew. <laughs> Ham cake. cake. Beef. <laughs> trifle or something isn't it like a meat loaf kind of like a meat cake black forest ham cake instead of like black forest cake ew (laughs) but it's the same everything else (laughs) yeah still cherries and whipped cream and layers of ham Um. layers of ham (laughs) i mean that would be great uh tea or coffee 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 Coffee. You guys are like really together on these. It's like <laughs> impressive. Yeah. It's like unanimous. Nobody's even hesitating. You wait. We will fight. I will yeah. point out that we're all currently drinking coffee and there's a pitcher of iced tea that's untouched yeah. on the table. Yeah. <laughs> coffee and beer. Jeffrey's like, better get the iced tea while you can. We're like, mm, nah. Mm, nah. Nobody wants it. Nah. Uh, most surprising new quarantine hobby. Bacon bread. <laughs> um... Is it surprising though? But like washing dishes. <laughs> Is that a hobby? No, but I don't know if I have hobbies. Cooking regularly. Running. <laughs> yeah. I'll say making cocktails. There you go. Oh, that's good. What kind of cocktails <laughs> are you making? Like, not uh, surprising. Mostly gin ones, but you know, I'm not <laughs> fan or uh, fussy, so anything. Yeah. Uh, let's do favorite pit stop on tour. I know it. I know it in my brain. Dairy Queen. Oh. <laughs> Jerusalem Shawarma. Oh, Jerusalem yeah. Shawarma. Shawarma. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's a must-have every time. Yeah. I think, yeah, that. So, again, we're unanimous. <laughs> we're also, well, I mean, obviously, I, I we will always stop at A&W at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. A&W is like, if you are going with, like, consistency of favoritism, oh, yeah. it's going to be A&W. It's like we play in Olds. We get A&W the next day. That's right. For sure. Cruise the dub. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you guys didn't say donut mill. Everybody says donut mill. Why? <laughs> Fuck the donut you mill. You know what? I had my first donut mill donut two days ago. They're in not? Edmonton. And I was right. like, all right. Amazing. I've been no. to donut mill so many times. I've only ever like used the bathroom. And mm-hmm. I bought a cookie once and it was bad. The only thing I get from the donut mill that I like stand by as like my favorite meal, if I'm stopping through Gasoline Alley, is a toasted BLT. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. There you go. Okay, towards my face. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. If I'm <laughs> I know. way overpriced. Dynamic SM57. I want to know what's up with the Glenn's Tea House next door. Oh, it's like just a kitschy like grandma gift shop. All right, I want to oh. go Like there. if you want to find some like a magnet with your name on it, go go there. Okay. Oh, I gotta go in now. Sounds <laughs> it's not a real tea shop, I don't think. What? <laughs> I think you can buy like tea to take home. That's really. Uh, 
Misleading. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quarantine theme song. Mm. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember the title of it, but it's a Dua Lipa song. That whole album. Yeah, that, that's yeah, my basically that whole album is really good. <laughs> what have we... And Emily King's whole album is really good. And... Okay. I haven't actually listened to it, but it's been stuck in my head. Um, Sucks to be you by Prozac. That was a Queen <laughs> song, though. That I really. What's that? Uh, what's that? <laughs> Non-Queen album we listened to. Oh, <laughs> Non-Queen. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, Tar player from Queen's name is Brian May. Brian May. Yeah, it's Brian Star. May and Friends. It was like a. It was like a really weird. Star Force. Yeah, Star Force. Star Force. Star Force. Bad. It's it is unbelievably bad. Yeah. Kind of embarrassing. And it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll add it to my list. Uh radio or podcasts? Podcasts. Podcasts. Any uh any particular podcast highlights? Radio Lab. I love Radio Lab. I like uh lizard people. Of course you do. I love Brene Brown so much, and I listen to Unlocking oh, yeah. Us religiously. Yeah, that one's and, good. And uh, there's this really good one I've been listening to called 1619, which is quite good. I like uh, Reply All. I like Reply All. Invisibilia lately. Invisibilia is amazing. Yeah, I amazing. also RIP Wiretap. That's what I have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the best. Jonathan Goldstein. Just so many. Just so many. So many good That's ones. Enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first car. Ooh, a white Chevy Venture. It's a minivan. minivan. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the White Ooh. Stallion. <laughs> I had a two-door Acura 3.0 CL that was so sweet and so inconvenient. <laughs> and it was, uh, the color, it was like... You know when you look at brown in the light and it's purple? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that color. Mauve. Yeah. Is yeah. that the one? Yeah, I think so. Like a pearled mauve. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I drove it for so long and I just kept a soundboard that fit perfectly behind the back seats. I carried that around with me everywhere. And, uh, did it have a name? Did it have a name? I don't think so. I think it was yeah. just the Acura. That's fair, yeah. I had yeah. a Ford Explorer. Uh, yep. Yeah. It was like from the 90s though, maybe. It was I think kind of, so. It was awesome. That I thing was tight. I was sad I never got to dry it, drive it. I was yeah, too I don't know what happened to it. It just stopped working maybe. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least but it crashed into awesome. the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, Jeff? I had a four-door 1994 Honda Civic. That was that awful color of green that was really popular in the mid-90s. It actually yeah. was that color of green. This is a fact. Uh, that, like, was only produced for that year. Oh, so that was a good year, so obviously. It collectible. It did have a name. His name was uh, Rhonda, Jane Fonda, <laughs> La Rhonda, the Honda. Uh, that made up for our having no name. Yeah, yeah. you had them oh, all. Evil. <laughs> You don't name every car you have. Did, did all I, these cars have like good endings or like kind of sad mm, ones? Mine went to the pick and pull, and I think <laughs> I got a check for like three hundred dollars, and I was like sick. And my mom was like, "Uh, no, that's mine," because <laughs> yeah. she basically saved the car for another year. Mm-hmm. Mine was uh, mine was fine. I mean, I sold it, and I took such immaculate care of this vehicle, except for so I parked outside of McEwen, and somebody had backed into the car while it was parked and I didn't realize that it broke the hatch that holds the hood down and then I went went to meet a bunch of people and I took the white mud and the hood flipped up (laughs) and lay flat on the windshield and it was like somebody just covering my eyes like it was like rush hour I was going like 80 kilometers an hour (laughs) and uh it was really sketchy and there's a couple weird things it just would get hit all the time but not by me like it wasn't my <laughs> fault it's a very hittable car yeah and um. so I, I fixed it a lot and I, I took good care of it and I had that I did the oil changes and all the records were in the glove box so organized and I sold it to some dweeb <laughs> who threw them in the garbage <laughs> and didn't care and I cared 
So it's like fine. I guess it's only sad because it got sold to somebody who didn't care enough. Mm. Legit don't remember what happened. To, to, I don't know. <laughs> My memory is selective. <laughs> Not important. Not important. Nope. <laughs> uh, weirdest job you've ever had. I, oh, you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, when I was like 16, I did... I, what do you call it? Canvassing? I basically took flyers for my boyfriend's, like, almost stepdad for his moving company and put them into, like, people's mailboxes trying to, you know, be like, use our moving company. And I thought it was going to be so great because I was like, I'm just going to listen to my iPod. I'm just going to walk all the time. And then I got really depressed. And like, Didn't mean to laugh right at that moment. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a weird job to have. And I think after a month, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sorry. I quit. <laughs> I got hired by the city of Edmonton to walk around White Avenue between the hours of uh, <laughs> midnight and four and count pedestrians with clickers. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. And sometimes you'd have to walk up and down White Avenue or Jasper. And sometimes you just stood on the corner and just clicked. And you had a clicker for north-south crossers and east-west crossers. And then at the end of the night, you'd be like, 7,000! <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd be like, here's your money. And you'd be like, thank you very much. Wow. Interesting. You've had some weird-ass job. <laughs> yeah. I can't match that. That was weirder I can't than even come close. driving a school bus. I did drive a school bus. Oh, yeah, Damn. you drove a school bus. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's fun. <laughs> Jeff, do you have one? And not really. Hold your not microphone anything. like a human man. Not like anything close to that. <laughs> there Sorry. you go. Got it. What? I, so this is why Jeff doesn't get a microphone <laughs> yeah. in the band. Okay, okay. He doesn't know how to use one. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to do a mic technique um, class with you. What was your job, I, Yeah, Did you have one? I mean, I worked... It wasn't really a weird job. It was just a weird, jo weird job environment. I worked as a picker for Western Grocers Warehouse, where you just drive an electric pallet jack around all day and talk to a computer. <laughs> And you had to, like, program this computer to, like, recognize your voice. And, like, you'd have to give it commands. And then it would tell you, like, where to go and how much of something to pick and put on a pallet. And so I programmed mine wow. to, like, so you'd say, like, computer, this. And then it would tell you, pick this many. But I programmed mine as bitch. So I'd be like, bitch, A42. And you'd be like, pick eight. And then wow. you just try to not get killed by the crackhead forklift driver. Oh my God. Have you seen the movie Moon, anybody? No. Uh, Anyhow, it's pretty much exactly that. <laughs> uh, my worst job was one summer I worked at a truss building plant. Ugh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, felt like I was living down in the underbelly of <laughs> the grossest place. Yeah. It was like, okay, physically, fine. I can deal with physical labor, but... It was just like dirty all the time. And honestly, the people I had to work with, I was like, wow, this really makes me want to disappear forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, no bueno. But um, I think the pay was pretty good and it was a job and I just like needed a job. So I was like, okay. And then once I was done that job, I was like, never again, motherfuckers, never. <laughs> uh, favorite local bite to eat? Dorinku, maybe. Dorinku or Next Act? Yeah, I was going to say Next Act or Pip. Pip has a great brunch, and, you know, I love me a brunch. Where's Pip? It's right by Next it's Act. Like it's, right like, it's like right on the corner. one of their sister oh, restaurants. Yeah. It yeah. took over 83rd. Grateful Threads. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> um, I'm always thinking about pizza, so Sep's Ooh, Pizza. Oh, my God, yeah, Sep's Pizza. We had that last pizza. night. Real good. Yummy, yummy. You guys kind of covered most of my bases, but I'll throw in still fried chicken. Ooh, I do Ooh, love yeah. that place, too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yum. You ever had food, man? It's good. I love food. <laughs> I'm I hungry just, now. I was yeah. just looking at pictures of fried chicken the other day, like laying in just bed. And I was like, why? Pictures. What am I doing? <laughs> just laying in bed. Yeah, I was like, I need to go for a walk, man. I'm just looking at fried chicken. Walk to the chicken store, maybe. <laughs> oh, man, that is so bizarre. I love how weird that is. Well, I just saw a picture on Instagram, and then I was like, mmm. So I just did the hashtag fried chicken. <laughs> it was just. That's what hashtags are there for. They are, so that oh. you can find your fried chicken. Oh, so you can baby. find your favorite items mm. and look at Fried chicken all looks the same, though. It's like not like you can plate it nicely. It's just brown lumps. It's all just kind of brown <laughs> chicken. I love the brown chicken knobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you could open for anyone, who would you choose to open for? Ooh, Sheer Meg. Sheer Meg is a good choice. Probably. Love me some Sheer Meg. With this band, anyways. 
I would open for like with this band, like or what? any or just any. Because like I mean, yeah, well, let's others, say with but this, band. this band. This band, yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be hard for them to follow us, but we could open for anybody. Blame <laughs> 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 it. Um, honestly, just for funness factor and the fact that they rule, and the fact that Jeff's sisters in the band, Blood Ceremony. Okay. That would be fun. That would be so fun. I'd love I'll to open. It. I mean, these are pipe dreams. This is like a anything. I'd, I'd love to open for the Flaming Lips. Oh, baby. <laughs> that would rip. That would be pretty fun. If they let us be the mascots on stage after we played. Oh. <laughs> it would be like, yeah, we that. usually just have to find people in the crowd. Absolutely. Put them on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Kendrick Lamar. No. Whitney Houston. Like, R.I.P. if she were still with us. <laughs> Like, I mean, Sheer Mag's a pretty good one. Sheer Mag's a pretty I good just, one. They're the first thing that pops into my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Beatles. Maybe <laughs> Bikini Kill would be I cool, think Bikini too. Kill, Bikini be really Kill cool. would be cool. Yeah. So, uh, if anyone out there knows Sheer Mag or Bikini Kill, and they're send looking them our way. to. I know who to talk to. <laughs> send us their way or something. You yeah. know what? In a year when we can all play a show again, we'd love to open for you. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody. <laughs> Anybody. <laughs> Anybody. Uh, if you could put together a kind of like lineup of any band and give yourself a comp ticket to it, uh, what kind of bands would you pick? Ooh. And we'll go like Dead or Alive. Dead okay. or Alive. Well, Bach. Well, Mozart. Um, what about Undead? Frig, yeah. It's like, the, it's like a show lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how many how many bands are on let's, the bill? Let's say like two or three. Okay. Like a like a normal bill, not like I was like, what you don't mean four or five? <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to every promoter in the city. That's normal at yeah. all age spaces. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get like a four or five band answer from Rick, <clears throat> who it was like so detailed. It was amazing. He's like, oh, I've been thinking <laughs> about yeah. this forever. Well, yeah. I mean, he hasn't. He's you know he's just sitting around drinking beers all day. Like he's got nothing to do but think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else go first. I'm trying to remember what music is. I'm just trying to pick like a nor uh, like you know the good answer. So show that my we taste. go to and that this is our dream bill. Yeah. This is like well, who oh, we okay. see. Okay. Cool. I would mm. I would kill to see Queen. What I would kill to yeah. see Queen. I was gonna, I was gonna say, say like, like Queen and Pink Janelle Floyd. Mo oh, like Janelle Monae is amazing. Yeah. Janelle like Monae, like Lizzo, show. and Beyonce are like Lady Gaga. Oh, like, I want to see some pop stars because I've never <gasps> been to a show like that in my life. I mean, Justin Bieber, like, in his prime. Ew. Like, baby. <laughs> Ew, Jeffrey. Baby, baby. You like, know, baby, like, baby, baby. Never say baby. never, baby. Yeah. I want to see Robin. Oh, Robin. Oh, nice. I've seen Robin. Uh, Janelle Monae as well. Yeah. Because she's the best. Also, Yola for me. And... <laughs> just really like, these are all my I think I, I think I would like to see Lady Gaga at least one time, you know? I heard an old man call her Lady Goo Goo once, and I love it. <laughs> It's like all these kids are listening to Lady Goo Goo. My friend looked so at me and I was like, I heard it. Yeah, I'm never again going to say Lady Gaga. I know, Lady Goo Goo is all oh, I hear. I think that, honestly, like Goo -goo Queen Gaga. and I, uh, like Janelle Monae, I think Queen would just be, be the most baller yeah. show. The Beatles. The Beatles. You know, we're going to get into this. And the Beatles are like so charming, but I, it's like, I want to watch a show. It would really have to be the Beatles in like. Okay, two or three bands is not enough. Floyd. Nobody put on a live show like they used to. Yeah. That'd be something to see. Yeah. Is that an answer? Yeah. <laughs> there there are so many. I want to see Aretha Franklin. I want to see. Oh my God, Aretha Franklin. Uh, there are so, so many. Oh Hang on, we're not done with this question. <laughs> we have we're gonna be sixty here more bands. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, candy chips or chocolates? Chips. 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 Damn, another one. <laughs> what kind of chips do you guys like? Salt and vinegar. All of them. <laughs> Anything vinegary. I like salt yeah. and vinegar. I like ketchup. I like dill I pickle. I like those honey Dijon ones, those kettle ones. Oh, mm. best. I like the jalapeno. pepperoncini ones are good, too. Pepperoncini. Jeff often gets just original chips. Oh, original like, Miss Vicky's? Hell yeah. I love just salty, salty no, chips. No, it's so boring. boring. <laughs> it's basic. literally called original, but I guess I'm a, bitch. I'm a boring, okay. basic bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you're basic and you're also a bitch. You're not a basic bitch. You're just okay. those two things. Uh, is there an album that spurred your love of music? And out come the wolves. Oh, Wilson Phillips. <laughs> and also, hear me out, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. this is my youth. Okay, this is like, what do my parents listen to? Rancid was obviously my choice, but like, 
like the bare naked ladies. Those are like the three albums I can remember mm-hmm. listening to the earliest mm-hmm. as like a, like a three, four year old. Yeah. Were you like a Catholic school kid? Cause I, I have familiarity <laughs> with Joseph and the technical dream coat. Yeah. <laughs> because in grade seven, they made us all do a stage show and sing songs from Joseph. And really? The yeah, Did yeah. you know Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah. wrote that for his kids elementary school play? Oh yeah. What? But isn't there a very, yeah, like, you told us that sexual yeah. chemistry. Like, doesn't the Pharaoh's wife want, joseph or something like oh yeah there's that whole like different one but i remember watching a tv version as a kid and i was like this is inappropriate well they adultified it and extended it by about an hour because it was like it's really like a half an hour play because it's a it's a kid's play and think about the songs it's like the coat was red and yellow and green they just name a bunch of colors the kids are like i know what these are (laughs) (laughs) you yeah album that spurred your love of music I, I listened to like uh, through osmosis. I think like probably as a very young kid, a lot of the Beatles really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And but like like in elementary school, like the first album I bought for myself that I like had heard and loved was uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dream. Oh, yeah. And then I just listened to all of the Smashing Pumpkins, and yeah, that was probably like the thing that made me want to play the drums, actually. As a, maybe embarrassing as that is. <laughs> Why is no, it embarrassing? That's, embarrassing. Yeah. that's where you were at that time. I said Joseph in the Technicolor Dream Coat. <laughs> and the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> we had, I remember Fair. the Bare Naked Ladies on cassette. We had that with lots yeah. of cassettes around. But like, because like Andy and I just happened to have grown up together. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Have some of the same. <laughs> I would say we were heavily influenced by Disney sing-along cassettes. Oh, yeah, baby. Like the Lion King was <laughs> blasting yeah. all the time. Yeah. I just can't wait to be king. Totally. That's and then that Wilson the Phillips Wilson cassette. Phillips cassette. Tight. Um, probably <laughs> Neil Diamond. Yeah. Like also tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to Neil, Neil Diamond. Diamond so much. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. one more that I had A little bit of the Carpenters, too. Elvis, my dad listened to a ton of Elvis too. Our oh, mom yeah. was just well, both our parents, I guess, but like mom most. Mom like, loved uh, the cranberries too, so oh, I feel yeah. like we listened to a lot of the cranberries growing up. I also grew up with Dixie Chicks. Oh yeah, and I think you guys Dixie Chicks. Dixie oh, Chicks. Yeah. But so that was the first love, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and then like big time like performance stuff. First CD I bought for myself, Aqua and Spice Girls. Like I was Britney like, Spears. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mary yeah. Clark probably <laughs> for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many answers are we supposed to give to each question? Cause I'm just going to go back talking. to like the album question. Like, and, uh, <laughs> I forgot about Dance Mix 96. Just got to oh. include that in yes. there. Okay. Now we're done. Dee da da Out of curiosity, do you guys tend to like find like, like you find like an artist that you like and then you listen to like everything or do you kind of just like hop around and find different records? I I think I used to do that more where I get super immersed in like one artist now, I think like, I'm still very much an album listener, so it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. but nowadays it's just like the information is so freely available, like, because I always want to look at like, okay, who played on this record or like who produced it or whatever. Right. And then usually that'll tie into like, oh, they also produced this record. And I'm like, okay, I'll go over there. Yeah. Because a lot of times I think now, yeah, I'm looking at like producers and stuff and the people who are working on the record as opposed to just the artist mm-hmm. so much, because that's always kind of where I'm like, wow, the production slays. Like, what else have they done? Um but honestly, like, I do use Spotify a lot, and the algorithm will feed me some good shit. And then I'm like, who this? <laughs> like, I need to find out who this is. So it's just like, oh, man, it's so overwhelming. There's so much music out there, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you send me a new suggestion, like, almost daily. You're like, check this out. Check this out. Here's this new one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. I have a long list to listen to. Yeah. But yeah, I used to listen, like, I'd find an album, listen to it for like three months until the people living with me would be like, Andy, stop it. Or I'm going to hurt you. I'm, yeah. I'm bad for that. Too. Yeah. Like, I'll have the same CD in my, I've had the fucking the same Simon and Garfunkel CD in my car for like four months <laughs> yeah. because yeah. I had never heard it before. Hello, and I just like, you want to know every piece of it. Right. <laughs> that was another. Childhood influence. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Level. I think that my my relationship with listening to music has been skewed for my adult life being a live sound engineer. Honestly, how do you mean? Quarantine has been good in the way that I've wanted to uh, listen to music casually again. I really revel in silence often <laughs> when I was working so much and like. 
at the bar seeing somewhere between three and five bands and a DJ every night. Not every night, but you know, often, very yeah. often, most nights. And it just was like, when I, was, I just wanted to have quiet time because I didn't really get a lot of quiet time. So I didn't want to put music on in the car. Like, honestly, silence or talk radio was my jam for, you know, eight, nine years. And I do put music on at home, but often it's when people are coming over and I just want to have something on or maybe when I'm doing something as background music, but I haven't been like, and people will send me stuff and I will, I love albums. I like digging through my records, which I, I don't know what's in there. They're not in alphabetical order and I can get caught up on the same, like recently played like 10 records for a long time. Yeah. But I've been, Jeff's my favorite DJ. Jeff has introduced me to more music or when we're driving in the car or something like that. He just, he's got great taste that I really appreciate and it's a that's honestly how I found most of my new favorite music oh shucks thanks I was Uh, just gonna say I don't know how to listen to music there's no method or hold a microphone apparently it's all madness yeah (laughs) yeah hey okay I'm here the mic at my face yeah yeah I don't know I don't I don't think I'd cling on to artists or or go album like or like albums really that much yeah but I know sometimes I'll listen to an album and I'll be like, this album slays. And I'll check out other albums by the same artist and I'll be like, no, I want the one that slays. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a bit more freeform there, but very last question then for the rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, any kind of local bands that you guys really like, things you want to shout out? This is not a joke. There's like two bands in my working, like live sound that I've been like, wow, that have really blown my mind, seen them live. Trace Italian, I love uh, your thanks. band. I love yeah, your band so totally. much. I worked that show and I came home and I was talking to Jeff being like, this band blew my mind. They're freaking so good. And I told the lighting guy about it, Jesse D. And then Jesse was like, he saw you play and he was like super into it as well. And uh, Doreen, Doreen kicks ass. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, obviously there's so, so much good music in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I love Where is John Common. Vicia, big time. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots. Um, yeah, every time I see Billy's Easy play, I am always Im- super impressed and love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of some other. I mean, there's so many, and so many are pals. So it's like if we'd mm-hmm. we'd feels dweeby to be like nepotism going on or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, love you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, Where's and Marlene Moore's last two al- or last albums that they just released. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> Lucas Chase on. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah Lucas is great. Um, He's pretty Johnny good for Deer. a boy. Johnny Deer. I love how my mind goes blank when this one. Well, people are like, yeah, like, like what music do you like? I'm like, I don't what know is what music? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, I was also gonna say Trace Italian. Not, not trying to. Uh, yeah, I'd gain any brownie points or Don't anything. Don't worry, I was going to dub in all of you guys saying. And Trace Italian. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, favorite podcast, it's like, cups and cakes, cups and cakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you guys are so generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I also like um, Pike every time I've seen them. I've oh, yeah. been like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. very, oh, yeah. very enjoyable. Very much um, Yeah. Yeah. We got it. We was got that rapid at all? <laughs> it was more rapid. just like <laughs> rapid. What is time? <laughs> uh, cool. Well, let's uh, let's get into kind of the the bulk of things here. Um, just uh, to start things off, I mean, you guys have been playing for a long time. Um, how long actually has that been? Like, when did you guys kind of start this project? This band? Yeah. Twenty fifth. 2015, 2016? Four years. Is that it? I had to look it up for some shit, for some grants or something. And we started in like February of, yeah, I guess 2016. 2016, February. And uh, so I guess it's, yeah, it's four for sure. Three with Jeff. And uh, I looked it up. I was <laughs> the only way I ever remember is I scroll to the beginning of our Instagram yeah, totally. and I look at the first photo and I believe it's March 16th, 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Okay. Yeah, thank God for timestamps on yeah. social media because yeah. we don't 
I don't remember, remember anything. anything. My memory's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram's memory's very good. I never have to use mine. We're cyborgs. Yeah. Uh, and how do you guys all kind of like know each other? Um, well, Alex and I are sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you met Emily at school. We, Emily and I knew each other. We didn't really like know each other. We would look at each other in the hall but with a knowing, a knowing time, eye contact. <laughs> but one time uh, there was a St. Patrick's party that we got really oh drunk on double shots once. God, that was like, I uh, definitely our first day that I surprisingly forgot about. Yeah, well, Facebook reminds me sometimes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, we weren't, like, friends then, but we were getting drunk together. That was, like, the drunk I woke up in all my clothes with my shoes, jacket, purse on. Yeah. <laughs> on the floor. So that would have been, like, circa 2009, probably. Yeah. No, 2010, 2010, probably. probably. Yeah. Um, but then we ended up working on my last solo record together. Becoming you bros. You it and produced it with me and sang on it too <laughs> yeah. Yeah. got your fingerprints all over that thing it really just developed that, that that record solidified our relationship i just weaseled my way in i was like so what about what else what else can we do together <laughs> and then we've just like once when we started this band too it was like another way to be like well let's just play music together always and then we started another and then, yeah. band <laughs> and another band and another and i met jeff because he came and recorded i don't know how you guys met jeff jeff came and recorded at my studio but I met you through your previous partner before mm-hmm. at the Wonder Bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, some woman was like aggressively hitting on you and your partner <laughs> was so uncomfortable. As was I. <laughs> As was, it was very clear that everyone was really awkward. Because was somebody that I knew who was very wasted and I had a hard time being <laughs> cold was, to them. <laughs> she was standing like, she would like purposely try to like get between Jeff and Jordan and then I went up and I was like, oh my God, I love your purse. Tell me everything about it. So they could leave and they yeah. did. And then I was stuck talking to that lady all night. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I probably met Jeff through like music. You were probably drumming mm-hmm. in a band that I was singing back and forth. No, for. Jeff drumming in band, a band? Jeff oh, drumming, period. Like drumming in a band. <laughs> he used to drum in like 10 bands. Yeah. So, yeah 13? 16. Yeah, I think we just... Probably played a bunch of shows together or something. Maybe well, then had some sessions together. Jordan yeah. Norman, like you played. Yeah, like with, I definitely like would have. We played in that together. That's probably how like we became well acquainted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, part of what's interesting, I feel like, about this band particularly is that you guys all have, um, like a pretty strong background in like playing music here and doing kind of, um, music performance adjacent things, um. How, like, I guess, um, what is it, I guess, that you're doing with Bad Buddy that that is unique to that band? Like, why start a band to do... Like, everything. Everything. Sorry. Honestly. I'm so sorry. It's a great like, question. It's a great question. It's like, I don't mean to, like, offer an oversimplified no, no. answer, but, like, really, everything. Like, can't swear on stage really in the other bands that I'm in. Plus, I'm usually, yeah, just a backup singer, so it's kind of like, hey, this isn't your band. Like, you don't need to talk into the mic. Yeah, wearing like what we wear on stage. We lit- make up like we literally our first rehearsal. We were like, "What's this going to be about?" And I've never been in a band from like, "All right, let's start a band." And then we all show up and we're like, "Okay, we're a band. <laughs> now what?" <laughs> yeah, like a band name came first, and all of us were in a room being like, "Mm-hmm." And it, we literally were like, "What do you want to do with this project?" And everyone was like, "Let's do what we can't do." We feel like we could never get away with with everything else. And so it was, yeah, let's wear whatever we want. Let's say whatever we want to. And uh, let's play like some rock music. Let's like just, the music happened so naturally. Like it doesn't seem like we actually were like, and we're going to create a genre or we're going to choose a genre. It was just like, it's just what came out. And then we leaned into it. I don't even know if it was leaning into it so much as it being like, this is just Mm -hmm. what happened. Like everything goes. It's all, honestly like Alex would be like, "Can we all wear lumberjack outfits tonight?" And it's like, "Yep." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Can we just do? It's like, yes. The answer is always yes. We can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the um, number the- one like the the number one underlying idea with this band from day one has just been the idea of just okay. We just want to have fun. So like, okay, if it's gonna, you know, 
contribute to having fun, then we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, at the very beginning, she was like, remember when music wasn't about, like, taxes? <laughs> <laughs> like, remember that feeling? It's like, let's just play. Let's just make music because yeah. making music is fun. Yeah. Do, do you think there's something um, about doing that kind of thing in a scene like Edmonton that is, like... It is easier, I guess, to do what you want here than it would be to do that in like Toronto or Vancouver or somewhere where there's like kind of professional pressures. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's easier. I mean, I do think of Edmonton as being very arts oriented. Like we have a very vibrant and strong art scene in music, outside of music. Um, I think people who are here are interested in creating and like making cool stuff and and really like honing their voice kind of thing whereas yeah I think sometimes in centers like Toronto people can get a little bit more tied up in the quote-unquote industry or like you know appearances and things like that um I don't know that a project like this I mean I don't know it just depends it's like it's ours so it has to do with us as people I think so I mean I I would assume like if we were in Toronto we would still come up with these kinds of crazy ideas but maybe I don't know. I just think that Edmonton's really interesting. I find it to be like extremely supportive like to a fault is something that I I often uh say which is like Toronto etc is much harsher critics but also I think everybody there is taking themselves you know, everybody, this is a very blanket statement, like, you know, very bear with general, me. Yeah. But everyone's taking themselves so seriously. It's so serious. People move to Toronto when they're getting serious. And, like, one thing that we realized about this project is it's not fun if it sucks. Like, it can't fucking suck. We want it to be good music. We want this to be a good band because that's what's fun. So... Yeah, it feels like we can, like, we're getting away with shit. But I think that's the project allowance, not so much the Edmonton allowance. Obviously, like, our first show, not a lot of people have first shows like we do where it's, like, you know, we didn't even open for, like, a year and a half almost. Like, we didn't open a show. We were always booked. It's like we took this, like, secret shortcut, and you know, the tunnel in the in the sand level at Mario Kart. Like, it was just, like, we just got to the end quicker than... The end. We're, we've made it, folks. Um, we, uh, but like, it just Toronto. Maybe we'd get away with it, but I think that's just like we can. We would probably do whatever we want there too. And I think that people respond so well to the band because it's we're not taking ourselves so seriously. I do wonder though, because I, like I think that, and maybe this is partly why you were asking that hasn't been addressed. Like I think the environment, the sort of like. Um, sort of Edmonton music scene mood is more uh, sort of accessible for things that are just sort of like projects that sort of take chances, do whatever they want. Like I think there are other cities, like even Calgary, where there's so much more music or so much more money for for musicians Mm -hmm. that there's sort of this... Uh, pressure maybe by some people not all but like to sort of like conform to be to be marketable to be palatable, palatable enough yeah. to like right. sort of like get that money and Edmonton we don't have any money so there's no <laughs> real impetus to want to like be palatable well, to right. certain people other than yourself you know so I feel like it is sort of more freeing to be here in a way that maybe we'd still be the same in Toronto or Calgary or Vancouver, right. but I feel like we are lucky to be here right now because, like, we, I don't feel any, like, there's no potential money we're missing out on by not catering to a certain demographic, really, in the grand scheme. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and and I think, too, like, we have things like, um, like the Edmonton Arts Council, which is awesome mm-hmm. here because that is totally arts-focused. Like, they don't really they're not as preoccupied with like the commercial viability of a project. They just want Mm -hmm. you to follow through and like do your thing as artists. So it's nice to have things like that available as well for support because like, yeah, you do, you do need financial support if you're going to be able to do your thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to say there's no money at all. (laughs) I mean like the the demographic of audiences. Yeah. yeah. There's there's not a lot of money being spent by audiences compared to Calgary. And I also think Mm -hmm. culturally too, like you go to a place like Calgary and like, 
culturally people just like they want to go out they want to they I buy know, your merch they, they want to yeah. like, be seen because it's like it's a different vibe mm-hmm. so people want to go out and they like, go to shows like every time we've played calgary we've had great shows where we're like we don't know hardly anyone in the room but this room is full mm-hmm. i mean also like thanks to wonderful bands we've built with but like in edmonton i mean sometimes you do end up having a lot of shows that are very artist supported right which is nice to be supported by your peers but it doesn't it's not going to sustain you as like, and so it's a great incubator though. It's a great yeah. place to incubate and like create. Yeah. The artists will show up and like people will show up for each other, but it's like, yeah, it's really hard to make a buck because you can't, people aren't, people aren't buying merch in Edmonton for the most part. And no. I'm sure a lot of people out there would be like, that's not true. But like sweeping generalizations. C- compar- <laughs> comparison yeah. between Edmonton and Calgary, just those two things. It's like dramatic difference. Yeah, Very totally. dramatic that's difference. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, too, I mean, there's something about having a certain amount of money around where you start to hear recordings from bands that, like, sound like money. Like, it kind mm-hmm. of mm. imparts a specific sound. Um, just an Wait till you hear our album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until you hear it. Sounds it like sounds like money. Bu- it sounds like money. It sounds like, I mean. Literally yeah. spread cash all over. It was recorded in a million, uh, $1.2 million property. Oh. It sounds we, like bottle money, okay? It sounds like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, good segue then. Into the right. Do you guys have a title for it, or is it self-titled? It's Bad Buddy, yeah. Bad self-titled. Uh, and that's on July 17th, right off the bat, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is going to be the day that this comes out, but who knows. Um, <laughs> uh, where did you guys record it? Like, how uh, how did that, and when did that kind of start? We recorded it exactly where we are. Well, not the front line, but we recorded it in this house, okay. in the living room. Um, this is actually a home studio. Nice. I made that joke about a $1.2 million property. I rent this really wonderful house, but I do it because I want the space for the studio. For sure. And uh, I know the landlords, and they gave me a sweet deal. But And we live in this really beautiful neighborhood in Edmonton, Windsor Park, which is like, you know, we moved in, and the landlords were like, just to let you know, this is a neighborhood of professionals, so, you know, just like keep that in mind i was like i'm a professional sound engineer and they were like that's not the same thing <laughs> like everybody like owns a huge business or is a lawyer or a doctor i am a sound doctor exactly <laughs> emily Bashinsky, medical sound doctor um but uh yeah we recorded it here mm-hmm. in february of 2018 that's uh, right okay. yeah good chunk of time ago yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well just we're like all pulling on our collars right now yeah yeah it's like just because we're involved in so many different projects separately, it just took some time to get our shit together collectively. And mm-hmm. yeah, lots of and then also like with it being like a debut record, like, I don't know, we, we wanted to make sure we weren't just like rushing through it. For sure. So. We just wanted it to, once again, be good and not shitty. Good. It's not fun if it sucks. <laughs> I'm really actually glad it took as long as it did because, because it took so long, we met Thierry Diab, who is in Vancouver, and he... We met him uh, last summer mm-hmm. and gave him a song to test mix, gave a bunch of people a song to test yeah. mix, and not to slight any of the other people that mixed it, because everybody did a great job, but Terry's just kind of blew us away. Yeah. And because we waited so long, we ended up finding, I think, probably like the perfect fit to mix this album. He's our George yeah. Martin. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So when you guys are like, whether it's working on recordings or rehearsing, uh, you've talked a lot about kind of keeping that standard high. Like if it's not good, it is no fun. Um, how do you go about, I guess, negotiating like um, how to make it as best as you can? Like how do you find where that standard is? Um, I mean, because like if we're talking like technical standard, obviously like we're aiming as high as we can. Like the interesting thing about this band is like when we started like Emily, Andy, and I hadn't really played the instruments we play. Like you, Emily had played some guitar, but Put never a little, lead guitar. Little acoustic, little acoustic, and Andy. I could do like a song around the campfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hadn't been a bass player before. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you know. and like, <laughs> but um, but above even like the technical aspect, like we've talked about a lot. Like in our live show, it's a lot about the energy that we can put out, and we just want to make sure that we're having the best time possible because we feel like people understand that right for sure if you are having the best time they're gonna have the best time and that's what it's about so i would say our live shows are we do have a high standard for them 
they can be a little scrappy sometimes. We push ourselves. We talked okay. about like the show. When people go to a show, it should be a show. Like if you want perfection, listen to the record. Like yeah, yeah, totally. we're gonna put it on. We're gonna run around the stage and we're gonna like fall all over each other and. You know, that might make us miss, let's be real, it might make me miss a couple of notes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but it's a, you know, try, trying to, trying to entertain, be entertaining and entertain ourselves in the process. And as far as like writing the songs goes, that's just like going, like if I bring a song to the band, Alex is always like, she just starts pointing up as I'm playing it. And I usually am like, I can't tell if this is good or if it sucks. Every time. This is either going to be great or awful. There's no in between. And uh, Alex points up because she goes, higher, crank it. Like, crank the key. She wants... And yeah, it's Emily like, always writes so low for her range. And I'm like, nah, uh But I, uh, in my brain, <laughs> I've got a really low range. And I'm, Alex has made me a better performer, better singer. So much of a better singer. I can't believe it. Just from, like pushing me and I think we push each other right. I think that we push each other to play harder uh, more guitar or more difficult challenging uh, guitar lines and uh, pushing tempos we, we push ourselves and we push each other a lot and I think that that makes the the standard go up I think everybody feels really free to like if they have an idea to share it and there are a lot of good ideas that get thrown around mm -hmm. and like some that you know don't end up like working with the song but we try everything and I think that's like the key to refining something making it as as good as as you like can you know sure. it's just like trying things yeah I also feel that because we're all so comfortable with one another that just helps things kind of remain open to communication so even you know if we're presenting ideas that you know some of us don't like like that's okay but we can still voice that and be like, nah, I don't like that. Or like, yeah. that was another you know, thing. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, we're not afraid to communicate about things. And I think that helps us. And like, even if we're having a rehearsal, we can be like, oh, you were kind of pitchy on that part. Or like, this part is rushing, I think. What do you guys think? Or like, you know, we can actually like just discuss things super easily without really taking it personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I we're think... all bitches, but. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know. But I think that comes from wanting it to be as good as it can be or like the yeah. best it can be. So it's like, okay, if you didn't play that part properly, you're going to hear about it yeah. because yeah. you need to play it properly. We, yeah. we, we made that, we had that discussion early on as well where we kept saying, this is a safe space. We all love each other mm -hmm. and we need to be able to critique each other mm -hmm. without it seeming like a, you know, punch in the gut. It's got, a, it's a critique and it's criticism and it's enforcement to be better. It's not, fuck you, fuck you so much. <laughs> 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 it's not it's not oh, my God. oh okay but when you say fuck you jeff fuck you so much it really seems like it is yeah like i just go <laughs> just take it man move on it's a safe space he's a sensitive boy <laughs> uh with that let's chat about uh, a, a specific tune i forget which one we said we were going to talk about but we need to speak for yourself yeah yeah why not tell um, me something nice about it <laughs> something nice about it what what track number is it what oh <clears throat> it's a nice it's like track. four or three. Five. Three? Is it? I think it's simultaneously. Not, not for you. Why you keep what, what the hell? 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 Speak for yourself. Yeah. Four. Yeah, four. four. I didn't know, so I'm glad y'all did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess too. I mean, the record got recorded a while back, but o over how large of a span of time did this stuff get kind of like written and worked on? <laughs> Some oh. of it from the beginning. Yeah. Like so, Hunter is so sweet. Or no. Don't yeah. fuck around. Yeah. Hunters don't fuck around so sweet. First three. Hunters don't fuck around. First rehearsal. Show up. Yeah. Those are the songs. And uh, it's funny because I was like, I don't know how this works. Like I said, I don't know how a band starts. And I was so nervous. Mm -hmm. So, so nervous. And like, we'd all kind of like figured out what everybody was going to play. Like I, we knew we were going to play guitar. Alex knew she was going to play bass. We had a, our uh, an, uh, original drummer, Jamie, play drums and um we uh i was like i i prepared a couple of songs mm -hmm. and everyone was like oh crazy and i was like is that not normal like i just don't really know what's supposed to happen everyone's like no this is fantastic mm -hmm. and i said okay so there's don't fuck around and i was like bear with me 
I just remember you being like, I promise, I promise it's cool. I promise it's gonna be awesome. But just like, just listen and I'll, I'll show you. And like, you're just so, I'm like, okay, just fucking play like the song. That's Emily. how they all started, though. She'd be like, I wrote a new song. It's kind of weird. It's about lizard people. Here's what it sounds like. And sometimes she wouldn't quite have like the parts like on the guitar. So she'd be like, and then it goes kind of like, and I was like, I don't understand what's going on right now. Alex, what key is it in? And I just hold the chord and I go, this one. This claw. Claw, yeah, this claw, upper claw. There's a, but it like played Don't Fuck Around. And everyone was like, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> Understand? Solo Don't Fuck Around with me very muttering awkward. the whole time, being like, and it's going to be quiet. And there's a part, okay. But like, just trust me. Um, everyone was like, that's great. It was the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you played Hunter. Everyone was like, let's work on that one yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, like, arguably, Hunter's is a much more straightforward song yes. like, arrangement wise and we were like we are like we are not even a band yet really yeah yeah but um uh where were we going with speak for yourself i guess speak so speak for yourself was like written probably in that first year like uh, the um mm-hmm. i don't know there was a period of time where it seemed like almost every rehearsal we had there was like a new song, a new song yeah. and then we actually like had to like kind of put the brakes on because it was just getting like and by we it was like andy and i, I was being, so like, overwhelmed stop. i was like <laughs> you must much. stop I don't know what the chords are called, so I'm just like playing the wrong chords on the wrong song. Because I'm like, I thought it was fifth fret, and they're like, no, it's sixth fret. And I was like, Ugh. and I'm like, I've got more. And that's where we were like, yeah. fuck you, fuck you so hard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Emily used to take videos of what her hands were doing and send them to me. Yeah. And then I can play by ear pretty well too. Yeah. But I was like, don't know theory, man. Like, don't even tell me. Yeah, we're like the two worst guitar about. players. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's awesome. We will literally, I'll be like, are you doing claw on the third fret? And she's like, yeah. And then A shape to and claw. then to other claw. <laughs> like if people listen to a rehearsal, like they would be like, what the fuck? How do these guys even do this? Like, they say they place an emphasis on quality and making everything the best it can be. But yeah. Oh. Speak for Yourself was written, it was written early on and before Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. For sure. It's so probably, first yeah, year. In the first so year. First year. Lots of songs. What was the first song that you wrote with us? <laughs> well, that I wrote? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like... Probably like Night Shift um, or something. Okay. No, no. It, it, was it was either Night Shift or... Night Shift was way too late. Yeah. Fi- fine Honeys. Fine Honeys. And we did that. No, I think we already played A fine lot honeys. of songs happened in the first yeah, year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to actually remember because yeah. there's a lot. Like like we said it was just yeah. like oh it was overwhelming what yeah. was on that EP the oh the Sneaky Peaky Sneaky yeah. Peaky was a Leslie Gore cover yeah we did a Leslie Gore cover which is You Don't um, Own Me You Don't Own Me and Hunters, Hunters and So Sweet So Sweet was Don't it was just those three songs. Songs. Oh, okay. you didn't do oh okay it was yeah. just those yeah, three it was just three there wasn't I Hate Banff on there hey? it was just no. those three wow no so it wasn't that other one no it was just the three actually <laughs> oh okay <laughs> uh, this might not necessarily apply to this song specifically but I wanted to make sure that I Talked a little bit about, like, um, especially you guys talking before about, like, you want to be able to um, kind of say what you want with the band to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is always really interesting because there's a lot of pretty, like, um, progressive acts that exist in Edmonton and, and in Alberta and in, like, Saskatoon to, like, any mm-hmm. kind of small Smaller city, community. yeah. Um, what do you think is, like... Um, important about expressing those things in places like this oh man i think that uh like like basically like feminism like progressive just like the very like political undertone i i say it's an undertone even though it's clearly an overtone i didn't i didn't write down which tracks it's the keys between the keys and 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 there's a keep ups pretty aggressively like uh even very fine forward. honeys is kind of like honey. it's pretty yeah, yeah. fun not and like for boppy, you but there's a lot of like yeah, not some, for you some stuff but yeah there, it's yeah. about like you know I'm, I'm not here i'm not doing this for you i'm not, my body's not here for you like well, i'm not and i think like this whole band like even how we started it's like we're doing it for ourselves yeah yeah but then we're also wanting to be inviting and inclusive to be like we're having the best time but we want you to have the best time yeah. but we're gonna to, talk like, real talk about some yeah. stuff because otherwise what is the point? <laughs> it's really, I think, uh, easy or it's an I- interesting combination that we've developed of really upbeat, poppy bangers yeah. uh, with the lyrical content of like mm-hmm. serious lyrical content. For sure. But like it's kind of portrayed in this like 
funny way because cheeky like you know it's, it's cheeky i think that a lot of people don't realize how many groups of women get together and laugh and it's not even like a ha ha it's funny laugh but they laugh about their awful shared encounter shared experiences yeah, that, that's what it and is. i think for a lot of people putting it so bluntly i think that everybody can enjoy it because you can if you are not paying attention to lyrics it's like oh yeah boop 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 this is fun yeah. and then the people who do pay attention to lyrics are like holy shit (laughs) and we've had such a strong response and i didn't expect this i'm sure that none of us really expected the amount of uh people uh women female identifying people who've come up to us crying after shows saying like i've never felt so empowered i've never felt so included and i think singing about especially a song like keep up singing about such serious traumas yeah and then still standing on stage and juxtaposing like like not for you it's like wearing the the pantsless fishnet the the bras the the tits out mentality being like i've been through this shit but i'm not fucking afraid i'm not gonna let this shit weigh me down we are not going to let our past traumas become our existence and i think that we all embody that and a lot of people um are uh empowered by that and it's it's not it's not a response i expected but it's something that i find to be very incredible and uh wonderful and and it's and it's important because it's because it does it lifts people up in a way yeah and it also educates people like (laughs) if dudes listen to the lyrics if they actually listen you know like (laughs) myself (laughs) i've listened to them a bunch of times and like i think everybody has like a little bit like could probably be inspired like to do a little bit of self-reflection listening to like people share their stories vulnerably but also like with strength and like yeah like vulnerable but with sick fucking riffs dude yeah yeah the sick <laughs> riffs yeah. really help you sort of like digest I'm, it all i'm a little nervous for some people to actually hear the lyrics i was nervous for like these guys to hear the lyrics you know when you're playing live you don't really you focus on your part and yeah. it's, it, a lot of the songs are really uh, fast moving and i yeah. was like oh man what are these guys gonna think of me <laughs> No, I like them. Like, that's the funny thing, actually, hearing our album. I was like, oh, that's what she says there. Wow. So many times. Wow. (laughs) So many times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's as good a place as any, I think, to kind of wrap things up. Going to play Speak for Yourself. Uh, thank you guys so much. It's a real fun chat, and I'm I'm sad I can't like see you play for real for like a fucking long time. We're trying right? to work something out. We're trying to figure out. You know, the album's coming out, and Just something. I'm like, we'll come play on your front line. Where's the rooftop? Oh, yeah. Where's yep. the? F- I was like, I haven't. This is like just such a pipe dream. I'm like, could we get on the Empress roof and play to the parking lot? Oh, that's fun. Like just like, but like even Very that's too small. Yeah. I want it to be like a bit of a field, some school where we're not gonna get like arrested for like being perverts in an elementary school place like i don't know i just like it'd be sweet to do something we'll figure it out we'll figure it out so you know maybe maybe it'll happen keep an eye out thank you so much for having us thank you thanks so much and thank you for the good fucking questions for the love of god (laughs) yeah those were fun take notes rest of the world sorry about some of the answers they were great (laughs) questions you didn't ask us about which color makeup we should wear but it's fine Oh, hey, real quick, which color makeup? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just, just fine. <laughs> I wear well, turquoise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. It's right. in the pictures. Yeah. It's in the pictures. <laughs> Not generous enough for that 
Inside the Artist Studio is produced by Sean Davis Newton for the Cups and Cakes Network. The featured track was played with permission from Bad Buddy. Thanks to Laundry Week for the use of their song Nothing on My Mind from the Grimpy EP as our intro and outro music. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's Cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.